It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. You have to play that at your wedding. <laughs> I'm never going to get married then. It's going to be the, the my bride's mom is just going to be like, I, you, I knew you should have never married a comedian. <laughs> my my dream wedding uh, plan is to do the um, I would die for you dance from Purple Rain. <laughs> you have a Purple Rain t-shirt? Are you it's just like, a huge... You're just reminding me of that. That's always been my... Go- with like the fucking... He's licking his nips and stuff. Like... <laughs> And you have to have the grills in. Oh, God. <laughs> what is my grill going to say? It's got to say something. Oh, like, you need money, you know? <laughs> you could have Frigid Giant. It's too cliche. To have your own name in it's your too, mouth? It's too plain. And you can be like, keep my name out your mouth because oh, it's already in mine. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> Mike, set it up. <laughs> set it up tonight. We're getting it done tonight. Uh, oh, for the three times someone says that to you. I'm gonna be 75 with fucking golden diamonds just dripping out my mouth. It's gonna be great. That's good. That's gonna be boss. I hope. Like old people now kind of suck. Like we need fun old people. Just now. <laughs> <laughs> old people for a long time have sucked. They just suck the life out of everything. Yeah, but we need fun old people. We need old people like dropping fucking X <laughs> and listening to fucking Young Dolph. <laughs> Pretty soon. Man, right. thank you for coming on. You're an amazing artist, amazing rapper. Um, it's an honor to talk to you. Thanks, man. appreciate that. I'm glad to be here. Uh, we were, uh, I'm in Buffalo because I went to the Buffalo Kids store and we were in there and you have a comic up like a West Side Gun comic up. I sure do. And it takes up, like, that's a main focus. Yeah. Like, and the amount of people who take pictures of that compared to any of the other, like, amazing art there. I mean, yours is amazing, but it's a focus point. Yeah, um, that's kind of how I planned it to be. Uh, that's when we were setting it up. You know, he gave me carte blanche in the in the building. You know what I mean? I was one of the first people to hit up. So um, the way it worked out was he needed a bunch of sign work and stuff. So mm-hmm. he came to my shop. It was funny because like that dude's an early riser. Like I'm, I'm a late dude. Like <laughs> Me surprisingly too. I came here on time, but if it's in the morning, like doors say nine, I'm not strolling until like 10. <laughs> <laughs> so I get there and, and he's waiting in the parking lot and he comes in the shop. I open up the keys, you know, whatever. And, uh, He's got a mask on and everything because COVID. And he's like, yeah, what's up, man? I'm you like, you know who he is when oh, he's in the hall of the parking lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, not in the parking lot. When he comes in, okay. I, open the, I open the door, I open the light, turn the lights on, all this shit. And he comes in and I'm like, ah, oh, bro, don't even like I just I just come in and dab him up. I'm like, don't even say hey, anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most unique voice. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, besides the mural, I did a bunch of other stuff in there, too. But like nobody knows about that. I don't like. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. A, I did. A, I've been there pretty much since he opened since he, he got the keys. But anyways, so. So what had happened was I um I did a piece for Camouflage Monk, right? Mm-hmm. And well, actually, to even start that. Before that, I made a book called Volantis, right? It was like my first comic I ever made. And it got picked up by local press. It was in like local papers and stuff. And through that, um, Camouflage Monk hit me up and I did a album cover for him 
for a joint he did with like Conway and your old Droog and Hus Kingpin. Um, I want to say my colleague might be on it, too. I'm okay. not sure. But anyway, what year was that? 2017. OK, so I did a cool like wraparound cover for them. And if you watch like the Griselda on steroids tour, I'm actually in the I'm in the backstage with them. I had like this big printout and everybody signed it and shit. And like, oh, wow, I'm talking to Wes. I'm talking to all them, whatever. So anyways, from so from that, I got commissioned to do another kind of like comic panel piece for Westside. It was just like a private thing. I did a Hall of Nash, like mm-hmm. kind of the same layout and everything. And um, so he knew me when he came in the store. He like he was like, oh, yeah, you did this. And I had I, I had a bunch of prints on me and I was like, yo, give these to your kids. You know what I mean? I gave him a bunch of prints. And he, he comes back in the store. He's like, yo, I want you to do a mural. And I was like, done. <laughs> yeah. What? Done. Like, yeah, done. So. Um, so, yeah. So I, I told him, you know, I kind of work from a script. So, like, you got to give me some direction. I have I had the idea in my head already. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I'm doing like something like that, the point is to tell a story in one layout. Right. So you got to have a beginning, middle end. So if you look at it, I took what he gave me, like he wrote the text. I put. Can you explain the story for listeners? Um, yeah. So we basically adapted Dr. Birds, the song. Or is it Dr. Birds? Yeah, it's Dr. Birds. Yeah. Right? So <clears throat> tell Virgil, write brick on my brick. You know what I mean? So the whole point of the, the mural is, is that, you know, Griselda is at a wrestling event downtown, sh- showcases your location. We're in Buffalo. You know what I mean? They're watching the shit. They notice that Virgil's there, but Virgil is under the trance of fucking the evil Dr. Bird. So that was fun because I got to design him. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to t- take like the art style from the actual Dr. Bird's restaurant, like the mm-hmm. sign. It's got like this like funky, like red and yellow kind of like pattern kind of thing. Yeah. So I gave him like this weird like doctor slash like chef coat with like these like flame trails and shit. And yeah, the long him, white coat. Yeah, yeah, and I made him just look like an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted him to look like that guy you just don't want to cross. Mm-hmm. And it's not because, like, he's going to kick your ass or anything. It's just because he's a fucking, like, life drainer, you know? Yeah. Like, just a hater kind of dude, you know? Like, me no fuck with them dudes. You know what I mean? Like, I just <laughs> fucking did not want that guy. So anyways, so they're at a wrestling match. Comes across it. They comes across Virgil. He wants to, you know, get Virgil to write brick on his brick. So he's got that custom piece, you know, um, <clears throat> Dr. Bird stands in his way. So they have to wrestle mm-hmm. and gun fucking drops the elbow, <laughs> breaks the breaks the spell. And Virgil writes brick on his brick. Boom. There it is. Perfect. Yeah. And it's so brilliant. And it is. It's it works. It's a full story just in that one one thing. Right. Did you you had it immediately? Yeah, pretty and much. How, how long did it take you to draw it up? A minute, because the size of the wall. Mm-hmm. I it's knew. Huge. Yeah, it's huge. So I knew I had to make it at a high enough like resolution and everything that I could expand it. So I think I drew it like as a four foot piece, like four foot high. Had whatever. you ever done something like that before? Um, kind, not not really. Kind of. Maybe I kind of knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I knew how I wanted to execute it just because I have like experience doing that kind of stuff. So yeah, I just, you know, I kind of freeballed it, but it all worked out. It took a minute to draw. I'm not going to lie, just because it's so detailed. Like, you can get lost in the details in there. Yeah. For sure. Like, every chain has a link in it. Like, crisscross, like, links. Your lines. We were talking about this going through tough stuff. Like, you are so intricate with your details that 
every little piece, no matter how mundane it is in the overall grand scheme of thing, you just have to pay attention to it. Yeah, I want my goal when I make art is for you to get lost in it. I want you to keep returning to it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to make something you just kind of glance at it. I want you to go back and, and analyze it and find something new. So that, you know, it has more value that way in my, in my idea. So it took you, how long did it take you to make? To draw? To draw. Um, on and off. I don't know. I did it, I think, within two weeks, but it wasn't, I wasn't doing it like full time. I would chip away at it. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you presented it to him for the first time, <laughs> how did he react? Well, I would text him like layouts of it. Mm-hmm. So like I do like a sketch and then I would, you know, as I progressed, I would give him updated shots of it. Because I was doing, I did it digitally. I didn't draw it by hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I drew it by hand, but I did it on, I'm, you know, with an Apple pencil and shit. Yeah. So anyway, so I was just updating him, and he was just, yo, fire, dope. You know what I mean? Dope. That's it. Giving you free reign. Yeah. 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 Very easy to work with. Cool dude. That's Love awesome. Him. Yeah. Love what him. else did you work and do in that store? You said you've done a lot of other stuff. So, I did the scorpions on the outside windows. Oh wow. And I did the fuck next week. Um, sign. Shout out the uh, Libby's Lemonade. So yeah, shout out Libby's Lemonade. Yeah, I want to say it was delicious. Not for nothing. I thought it was gonna be like a little like, mm-hmm. oh, you know what I mean? Not worth the hype. Oh no, no, it it's delicious. I was so they were giving out free samples of a new one, and it was. Man, Did you get so the good. strawberry one? Yeah, it was yeah, the strawberry, strawberry one. Fire. Yeah, mad like syrupy. It's like <laughs> super sweet. Yeah. Is that? That is cool. Have you, so you've of course been to the store since. Were you there opening day? Yeah. Was that crazy to see Dude. that turnout, especially for like? Dude. I mean, you're a part. Like you're a part of that. Yeah. And what what pissed me off was like I was trying to get in. Security was like, no, nah, nobody's getting in unless they wait in line. <laughs> and I'm like, I see skis. I'm like, yo, what's up? You know, I see monk. I'm like, fuck this shit. So I went to the front of the line initially and they're like, nah, you got to go back. So I'm like, I'm waiting in line. My buddy walks by me. He's like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm waiting to go in here. He's like, you got to wait in line. I'm like, you're right. That's fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> so so I text one of the people that works there that I had been in contact with. And I was like, yo, can you just let me in real quick? Because they could only let so many people in at a time right, because yeah. of COVID and everything. So she was like, yeah, just come up to the front. And like, they were like not having it, but they let me in. It was cool. I had no beef. You know mm. what I mean? Chopped it up with Wes real quick, got some hats and shit and bounced. I, I wasn't trying to overstay my welcome. I just wanted to. Were check you it out. able to? It was, it's a very rushed it. When you're in there, even if like we got to spend probably like 15, 20 minutes in there, which was yeah. wild, just, you know, chopping it with Monk and everything, but it is a rushed experience. Like I feel like I can't enjoy, enjoy it as a gallery. Yeah. A spot. I'm not from Buffalo, so I only come on the big like right. rush days. So right. it is like an experience. But were you able to enjoy the like, wow, I'm a part of this? Um, like it was. Cr- I've I don't know anything else like that in rap like rap history. That's cr- it was created that day. Yeah. Um. You know, somewhat. I mean, it's cool. You know, I got you know people know that I did it. Mm-hmm. Um. That's dope. You know, I get opportunities open up. People take me more seriously. I'm validated, you know, Um, so that that's all dope. I mean, as far as like, you know, what's cool about that? I chopped it up with Isaac Paleo. And that was cool because I want I wanted to meet him, pick his brain a little bit, too. Mm -hmm. So it was cool to talk to him. I met brother um, A.A. Rashid. 
if you see on my like socials, I got a picture of me and Wes. Yeah. He took that picture. So like that's pretty dope, right? It's so uh, he shout out a, a yeah. amazing dude been on the podcast, yep. did mushrooms on the podcast. Yep. Great t- like amazing <laughs> dude. It was cool. I was talking to uh yeah guy and I had a like a pretty custom rebirth hoodie on and he comes up and he's like, "Can I take a picture of your hoodie?" And I was like, "Can I take a picture with you? Like <laughs> right? are you fucking kidding right? me? Like you're literally like He's yeah. one of my favorite. Like when I got him on, it was yeah. That was like a dream guest in See, the beginning. That was another thing. When I first met him, Gun was like, "Do you know who this is?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man." Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, he. And they introduced me. I'm like, "Oh, okay, dope, dope, dope." You know what I mean? Like, didn't resonate with me, and I hate when that happens because mm-hmm. I've had a lot of moments like that, like in my life, where I'll meet someone like super dope, and I don't. It doesn't process <laughs> in my brain because I'm not fixated on it at that yeah. moment. Like, um, I met the guy that created The Crow. Oh, really? Yeah, James O'Barr. Oh, shit. And, like, it was completely random. It wasn't planned or anything. Where were you? I was doing a convention, and I was talking to another artist, and, like, he just popped up and just started talking, like, technique and shit. And I, like... I, like... This is such a dope opportunity, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I just, like... I didn't blow it off or anything. I was just, like, really nonchalant about it. And I... In retrospect, I wish I could go back and just be like, yo, idiot... Like fucking pick this dude's brain as much as you can, you know? Yeah. So things like that happen like more often than not. And I just hate that occurrence that I have to look back at like memories like that, you know? That's so funny that you said that because I've never been able to articulate that. But I've had that moment so many times in my life that that's why I kind of start like another reason I started the podcast Mm -hmm. where I was like, I get to sit down with someone that I actually like love their stuff and pick their brain for an hour like. I'm a fan of your shit. Fuck, I have it, the J Ski shirt. Like, I love like I love all your artwork. Shout out Green Giant. Like listening to the, your music. I love like it's cool to be able to sit down and pick your brain for now. Thank you. It's fucking dope. Appreciate that. <laughs> so you like comics are your like your shit. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Did you mean for that to happen? Um probably subconsciously yeah i mean i've loved comics as long as i can remember they've been a part of my dna um it's crazy because like as hard as it is to make it as a musician it's probably just as hard if not harder to do in in comics to get into comics like to actually become successful Mm -hmm. it's the same fucking thing i mean i've been pursuing comics i don't know for about four years now and i'm just starting to like actually break in break in i've made i'm on my like 12 or 13 book right now right so imagine that well good turnaround yeah oh dude because i'm a i'm an idiot i just work i'm just like a workhorse you know what i mean like and i do everything i like in most in most regards comics are like a production line right so you got like a writer penciler anchor colorist letterer editor Mm -hmm. publisher i do all that like i do everything so it takes me longer to make a book, but at my speed and pace, like, I mean, if, if I was doing a monthly, I could do a monthly book is what I'm saying. I could pencil a monthly book. I could ink a, a monthly mm-hmm. book. So I'm at the industry like level, you know what I mean? So I don't know where I'm going with that, but yeah. Four years ago before <clears throat> that, were you, you were still an artist. Oh yeah. I've been rapping forever. I mean, <clears throat> I've had record deals. I've toured. I've done all that stuff. It's just like 
in music, you just got to keep reinventing yourself. Honestly, mm-hmm. you got to reinvent yourself like every five years. I swear to God, it's the only way to like keep doing it and being like, and you got to fall back once in a while too. But I've never had like a huge peak of fame. Like I, on a local level, sure. I've, you know, I've toured like people around the country know me. I've, you know, people around the world a little yeah. bit, you know, here and there. Yeah. I've got those little pockets and stuff, but I'm not like a household name or anything. So it, it gives me the freedom to kind of do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have like a standard to live by. So. And you're focusing on a lot. Like you just said, you doing all of that. Mm-hmm. That is what your focus is. If you were trying to just be like, focus on one thing, you might be, but you're doing it all, which gives you freedom. Yeah. Like having control yeah. gives you freedom. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so like if we were going to put it like this, the way like Conway can drop three albums in a year, I could drop three comics in a year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But on top of that, I'm also probably going to drop an album as well. Like even right now, I got two albums in the can. I'm just sitting on. So I don't know. I'm just too stupid to not like not work. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what pushes you. Like when I'm lazy Mm -hmm. is when I start hating myself. Like when I give myself the time to hate myself, (laughs) I'll fucking do it. I'll fucking do it. You piece of shit. You're looking in the mirror like, oh, that's why I'll drive two hours to do 15 (laughs) minutes up in Maine and then drive two hours back at pretty much a loss of money. If I think about gas, it's because if I don't do that, I'll just be sitting in my room like you're fucking wasted. (laughs) Pussy, (laughs) fucking pussy. What are you doing? Are you killing it? With stand-up? Yeah. Are I, you, like, killing the room? Uh, I don't want to... I'm doing very well for where I'm at in comedy. I'm I'm two years in of doing it every day. And, and people give me compliments that make me feel good. But I don't want to be cocky. Like, I, I don't... And I also don't... I bomb. I bomb some nights. Yeah. But overall, I do well. And... Everywhere I go, people are happy that I what's, did that. What's show. the worst bomb you had? Oh, it must. Uh, it was a show with Shamil. It, dude, it was shout out Shamil. Shout out Shamil Kumar, amazing, uh, fucking rapper, producer, comedian, um, guy in the corner, guy in the corner. You're a really good guy in the corner right He's now. He's the <laughs> best guy in the corner, dude. I don't want any other guy in my corner. <laughs> He's the dude. No rainbow. He slides in the steel <laughs> chair when you need it. <laughs> exactly. Um, we did a show in front of like a group of like 50 to 60 year olds uh-huh. in my comedy. Before that set, I didn't have. And that was what, like two, three months ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a set that I was like for like blue collar 50 60 year old so i open up with this looks like a crowd filled with my parents i'm gonna disappoint you guys too <laughs> which is just so immediately they hate me yeah because old people aren't fun remember yeah this we, is how we started this off <laughs> full circle full cir- and i just bombed for 15 minutes straight just eating shit just eating shit oh. and after but I don't know how you feel about this, but like, it's like the things in life when the worst things happen to you, you can grow the most from it. Oh, like yeah. when I bombed the most, I fucking just did another set in front of the same style crowd and I got it now. Like I learned. So you kind of need those failures. Right. You, you know, gotta go, you got to like switch up from edgy to corny real quick. You probably feel that with your like <laughs> art or music. You do something and you're like, shit. Now I know never to do that again. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think with that, I've switched how I just make raps, like just the style. Like I used to do these like deep, intricate fucking wordy puzzle messes of verses, you know, that only really made sense to me. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't know what he gives a fuck. Like, yeah, drop that fucking cap. You got to make it captivating. Like, like, think about how Benny writes a verse, right? Like when he's telling a story, you don't give a fuck what he's saying. He might be saying the same thing he said in the song before. It's how he says it. he might like, rhyme the same word three times in the verse. Whatever. It I don't care. Not, exactly. if it's, if it's just the way it hits. It, it clicks emotionally. And that's just, you know, that's what you got to do to connect with people. It's like. And I hate that, especially, yo, no offense, white rappers. Oh, <laughs> I have such a problem with white rappers. Like, Click. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I like some of them. Yeah, but. yeah, 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 yeah. But when you get to like, I'm sending a message, it's like, yeah, we know it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. I want to hear. <laughs> well, that's why, honestly, like I never like I'm a comedian. That's my do you want another one. Yes. All right. Do you want this or do you want a regular truly? I don't, I don't care. All right. They're trulys. I mean, perfect. Like I'm a comedian. I'm a I'm a goofy white guy, but I know a lot about rap and I've loved rap my whole life. But I would never try to be that like, yeah, I'm a rap fan, you know, like I'm me. And that's why I like being a comedian and then having a podcast where I can talk to rap adjacent people. Right. But not that whole like i have a message yeah. i'm trying to teach you it's like shut the fuck up <laughs> you know and that's coming i understand people listening mate like this is a self help podcast <laughs> but it's only because i need the help i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i need i need people to yo shut the fuck up b <laughs> dude i'm 23 years old and i'm worried that i i'm creating something good but that i'll ruin it because I'm 23, because every like that's like what I said earlier. Yeah, that's I go, what if I I'm, told my early self like what you'd be doing now, I would have fucked it up. And like I'm so, more than I have. Yeah, and I'm so scared of doing that now. I'll fuck it up, dude. Uh, yeah, fuck but, it up. but I don't. I uh, yeah. No, you gotta fuck up. You gotta. If you don't fuck up, like you you don't keep it. You know what I mean? You gotta fuck up. You gotta like face the fact that you may lose it to fucking really value it, right? Yeah. Ever lose a girlfriend you really loved? That's what started this podcast. There you go. Yeah. It's you got it. You got to have that fucking like cataclysm. That's just like, all right, back into it. You know, you got to have that. I, I like intentionally fuck up just so I can like not fuck up that same way. Like, do you know who Doomsday is the character, the like comic character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So he gets stronger every time he fucking dies. He can't be killed the same way twice. It's like, take that and run with it. You know what I mean? When you bomb. You're never going to bomb the same way twice, right? Yeah. There you go. You learn from that. Yeah. Did, had Was there ever a point in your life? And yes, you might say there are many, but a real point where you were going to give up on like your dream. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. You ready for this? This is sad. You ready for the sadness? <laughs> okay. So I get a record deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, How old are you? Uh, I don't know. It was about 2012, 2012 ish. We'll say around there. Um, I had quit rapping cause I had like kids and stuff and I had like just gotten back into it. And I started like 
really branching out with people and like getting a getting a reckon uh you know recognition and stuff like i made a track with rick hyde back then you know what i mean like that's how but so i did a project called the river tam ep and that was like my return back right so i had producers from russia i had producers from cleveland pittsburgh like kind of all over mm-hmm. and i was like all right so i i proof that i have like can reach out you know what i mean yeah and so i get a record deal we put I put that project out first. They wouldn't put it out, which I was like, you know, you're signing me. I got I got two projects right now that we can drop. They're like, ah, whatever. You know what I mean? You're going to make our album. You're going to make an album for us under this banner and this shit, whatever. So, OK, so I dropped that project. Gets claim. I get better. I drop another project. I drop a mixtape with my buddy, uh, Mike, and it's fucking dope. Right. It's just super hard hitting. Like we're going back and forth. We're producing it. We're rap. It's like a mixtape, too, though. And like we're doing shows and everything. So I start working on the um, the label album or whatever. And at this point, I'm going to South by Southwest. I'm touring. I'm on the road. I'm like, I'm living it. Like, this is what I do. This is what I do for a living. This is what I do. And um, so I make this album like, dude, I made this shit in like a shooting gallery. Like, I'm not even kidding. There's literally electric wires coming from the basement inside of like this little studio we have set up. There's like fiends in the living room. There's fucking, they're heating the house with just the stove. The stoves are on 24 seven. Yeah. Like, like that's how the house was heated. Yeah. Like one, crazy. Yeah. Um, so I make this album and it's like, to me, it's dope. You know what I mean? I cover all the aspects. I kind of switch it up. I'm working with different producers. I got my dude, uh, fresh kills from Toronto on there. Who's like a beast of a super producer. He's a road dog. He's the guy, you know what I mean? And I deliver it and, you know, we get some shows. We're, we're booking, you know, we're pressing it. We're doing all this stuff. And I think I'm going on the road again. And I do another tour and we end up canceling like half the tour and just chilling in New York for like two weeks. Just fucking off, not making money. Yeah. I have no money coming in. You cancel the tour, the label cancels the tour. <sighs> partially the label, partially the other people I'm touring with. Because like we ended up getting like a spot in New York for free, right? So we were like, eh, drive up to Maine to do a show. Nah, we'll just party in New York for a week. Okay, whatever. It was fun. You know what I mean? So anyway, so I do that. And like, I just got really like, I felt like they gave up. Like they didn't help me push the album that I like worked so hard on and stuff. And I just like kind of gave up. I just started making beats. I got real like depressed and stuff. I just was like over it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is probably my fifth or sixth project at the time, uh, musically. And I ended up breaking my back like months later. How do you break your back? I fell through a ceiling, fell through a roof. How did you fall through a roof? <sighs> so I like went up. I had to work, right? I got a job and it was like my like second week on the job. And I go up in this roof and like the fucking floor just collapses underneath me. So I fall, I break my back, break a couple vertebrae and stuff. And I got a back brace on for months and I'm just eating fucking pills. Like nothing, you know what I mean? Like they're prescribed to me. And I tell the doctors, I'm like, yo, I don't want painkillers because like they're addictive. They're bad. I'm like, I have anxiety. Like I'm scared to like walk. Right. I'm scared I'm going to fall like on the ground. You know what I mean? Like I have like some weird kind of PTSD kind of thing. So they're like, yeah, well, we'll give you somas. I'm like, yo, you're not listening to me. I don't need somas. I'm like, I'm fucked up enough on painkillers. Like I don't need more painkillers. I need fucking like something for my anxiety so I can like live. Anyways, it just got real dark. And then I was drinking a lot and like I wasn't I was out of work. You know, what I mean, I wasn't doing anything. I was yeah. depressed from music. I was 
bad on like pills and shit, like I said. And it wasn't like any fault of my own. It's just how the nature of that process goes. You yeah. know what I mean? So I had a break out of that and it was just, man, I just didn't want to do anything really. And it was actually that time when like shortly after is like when CG started like hitting me up, like, yo, let's make music. So if you listen to our, uh, the first track we made is called the big Lebowski. And I'm like rapping about like throwing up in the shower. Like I'm falling over in the shower, throwing up on my towel. I need to swish it every hour. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's real. Like, I don't have I don't fabricate anything in my bars. Like everything you hear from me is real. And I'm holding back too. like there's other shit that I just won't even rap about because it's so out there. People probably wouldn't believe it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I'm not even going to like open that can of worms. But so as far as a dark spot, it was like that. The deal with the label, like them just fucking like falling off the face of the earth where I was, you know, dependent on this. I was depending on touring. I was depending on music. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm really doing this. And then it was just like complete halt nothing and these two big systems are fucking you over the label that's supposed to have your career and the fucking medical field that's supposed to have your health yeah like yeah and yeah. a lot of people don't pull themselves out of that well another thing that happened and that's how i started the comics and stuff was that my friend um brandon uh pesco we were doing videos like we were doing rap videos before like a lot of people were he was mm -hmm. my camera guy you know what i mean like if you go in the history of like Buffalo rap, like, yo, I'm one of the first person people to like be doing videos regularly. Anyway, so he was a photographer, videographer, and he was doing like a challenge where you'd post a new photo every day. So he did it for 100 days straight. And he was like, yo, you got to do this. But like, draw. I'm in a back brace. I don't got shit else to do. So I did 100 Marvel characters in 100 days. And like I taught myself discipline to like fucking sit down, do work, get better, you know, do it every day, be consistent have that work ethic you know what i mean so that's kind of like how that started too were so, you drawing before that at all yeah i mean i i went to school for art i was always i was always doing art always what were you doing first rapping or art simultaneously i mean mm -hmm. i've been i've been rapping since high school probably middle school actually yeah yeah but not not seriously i started taking it seriously um in like 2006 and art pulled you out of that dark play, like the drawn the hundred characters, like I mean, it gave me something to do besides like eat pills and like drink tequila. That's I mean, <laughs> but that's that's how you find the thing. Like I got in a really bad hockey accident mm -hmm. to impress a girl. I started playing hockey and I got in a real bad accident where I got a level five out of five concussion. I had to lay in a dark room for a month. Damn. Like no lights. I couldn't talk to people. I couldn't uh, listen to music. I couldn't watch TV. I just had to lay in a dark room. All I could do was listen to people talk. No Damn. music. I couldn't talk to people, but I could listen to talk. Yeah. I just listened to stand up and podcasts. <laughs> I was 16 years old. That's crazy. And I just listened to stand up and podcasts and fucking... We're right here. Yeah. And you're right there. And when yeah. you say that, it's like, look at, dude, art, yeah. like, yeah, that time, yeah, brought you to where you are now. Yeah. Dude, crazy. this is tough stuff is crazy. You heard it here first. Fucking tough stuff is insane. <laughs> tough stuff, sick. It's when did you get the idea for this? Um, this is my brainchild of the uh, quarantine. So basically what happened was when quarantine started, you know, ain't shit to do. So me and my brother started this thing called Tubi Roulette. Uh, have you heard of the streaming service Tubi? No. All right. So oh, yeah, yeah. Tubi. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. There's a free streaming service Tubi. It's just filled with like 
bad movies. Like, so we would meet up and just try to find a random movie that would like look shitty, like the shittier, the better. I want like the lowest quality, like B movies from the eighties. So we would just watch it like once or twice a week. We'd meet up and do that, you know, part partake. Yeah. And, um, you know, come up with the idea. So I was like, yo, imagine if like I could make one of these, you know what I mean? Like a no budget, like B movie with like action, like guns, all that stuff. Drug. There's got to be drugs. There's got to be drugs. There's, you know what I mean? There's just certain tropes that you have to have in this. So like it all just kind of formulated. And honestly, I think some point last summer, I just locked myself in my office and I just wrote out the script like the book's 40 pages. Like, that's not like a short. It's double the size of a normal comic. Right. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Like, this is my like thing. You know what I mean? So. So that's where it came from. I just wanted to make like my own version of like a like a shitty B movie, like a samurai cop or something. Do you feel like a certain. um I don't know. Do you feel like a certain love for this that you don't for you didn't for other projects? Because you talk about it. So mm -hmm. like you're so excited and I know it's new, but yeah. like this is something to be like proud of. Right. I think it's just the overall response. So my first book, the book I was doing before this was called Volantis, Right. And I'm still doing it. I just the time I just don't have the time to do it, to draw it right now. Actually, that's what I should say. I still love it. I'm not abandoning it. It's nothing like that. It's just like I grew smarter, right? It's my second chance. Most people don't start doing comics, like start doing a series. They, they'll do like a one-off or a two-off, you know, something short, mm -hmm. something that they can get done, accomplish, get a collected version, call yeah. it a day. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm doing this fucking epic saga. It's like in the future and there's like technology and like I'm developing it and like I'm researching, you know, because I research engineering to like create the world that people live in. And like it's a very developed thing, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm not like I'm definitely not a banning, but just the overall reception for tough stuff has been nothing but positive, like overwhelmingly a positive. And. Like I said, I was up till 4.30 last night just writing. And I can't tell you what part of that it's for, you know? Yeah. But like, yeah, this is going places and like it just resonates with people. So like I can't not work on it. You know what I mean? I can see this crossing over into other media, you know, mm -hmm. cartoon, TV show, something, movie, whatever. It, it It's there. Like I just I find something from it. Like I just developed it so properly that like it can branch out in so many different directions. Did you feel that immediately? Yes. And you say, you just said you find things in it. Mm -hmm. Do, you want an example? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm trying to, I don't know how to word it properly, but it is, sometimes ideas just kind of run through you. And you right. described this with an excitement that like you just sat down and it came through, like it was like stroke a gene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it's hard, you, you can't really explain those moments, but that's why I want to like, did you know immediately? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I knew I needed to like fine tune it and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, there's a sequel. It's it's you know what I mean? I got a sequel. Um, I just know where I want to go with it. You know what I mean? I know the ending. And like, you know, when you know the ending, that's when you write the story. Right? Yeah. You got to know the ending. You got to know how we get to this point. Like develop everything that gets to that point. I, I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just, I, 
I know. You know what I mean? How did you get from like drawing the Marvel characters to like developing worlds? Um, weird dreams. <laughs> dreams? Yeah, I mean, I so like you, actual dreams, like sleep, or do you mean like just like visions? Yeah, visions. Like, are you aware of this idea of like a sphere of influence? Yes. Right. I guess I believe in that because so the theory is, is that there's like a realm of consciousness that people can tap into. And inside this consciousness is unbound creativity. Right. Mm-hmm. It's going to sound like weird and like new age and trippy or whatever. But like, I feel like I just have the ability to tap into that world. Like, that's how I get these ideas. You're able to get the muse to come to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Especially with comics. Like you said, this is your kind of your thing. I would say I got the muse for it more towards comics than music at this point. But I mean, trust me, bro, I got bars. What's it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Check out Green Giant too. Oh, Check it out on all yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, streaming services. But do you feel, is it discipline or are you just, do you have a... Oh, yeah. I because work. I don't know if you've ever read The War of Art. No. Um. Stephen Pressfield talks about like if you treat the muse like it's a real thing and that if you sit down and wait for it to come and you just stick with it, mm-hmm. then it's always going to come to you. And I, it is through discipline. It's not through yeah. luck, well, you know? Well, you don't get, you don't get 13 comics done by not doing anything. You know what I mean? So the discipline's definitely there. It used to be where I would, eight o'clock till one o'clock where am I working? Like I have to work on comics. I'll shut the door. I won't, I'll ignore everyone, you know, put a podcast on, put up, put some music on whatever and just hit the table and draw. Now it's more or less when I have the time, you know, but I always make the time. Yeah. Like I, 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 if I don't draw for a day, I hate myself. Like that's what we were talking about before. Yeah. If you're lazy for a day, yeah. the, the voices start creeping in. Like I'll give myself the break to enjoy life, you know, give myself a reward. You have to reward yourself. That's another key. So, you know, I, I'll tell myself, oh, if I finish this page today, I'll go out and have a couple of drinks or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that exactly, but you know, you make the time, you know, you make the time and you reward yourself properly, yeah. you know? Um, and everyone needs to do that. No matter what you're doing, you work a nine to five and you like have to suck dick 40 hours a week. You better get a steak at some point throughout the week or, or you know, whatever, ice cream, something. You know what I mean? You got to treat, treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or you start hating. Cheers. Or you start hating it. You know, like you get through that time where you're just pushing too hard and you don't give yourself. Yeah, you're going to burn out. And you do. I felt that way over quarantine. So you said you created uh, tough stuff over quarantine. Yeah. But I didn't start drawing it till like February. And what really sucked was, okay, so I was always going to do a Kickstarter, right? I was always going to do that. And knowing that I had the thing going with a gun, I knew there was going to be a lot of like momentum based off that. So I was going to coordinate the release, the Kickstarter with that. I just thought it was going to be later on. And... You know, he he posted like the mural I did, and I was like, "All right, fuck it, tough stuff." Boom, do it. You know what I mean? Drop the Kickstarter, and it and it and it ran and it worked. The unfortunate thing was, is, and this is why I didn't push Green Giant too super hard, is not only did I start the Kickstarter for tough stuff, but I got COVID. 
And I got I got hit pretty bad. Like I was out for like two weeks straight. Oh shit! And it was right when I started the Kickstarter, right when I started drawing, and right when I started like right when I put out the album. Oh, I like all at once. Yeah, that's life. Yeah, I mean, like everything happens at once. Like yeah. it hit you bad. Yeah, and yeah. you weren't able to promote any of. I it. wasn't able to do shit. Like I didn't do anything for two weeks. I felt terrible. Yeah. And it was just like right then I was like, all right, well, then like I really couldn't do any shows like me and CG like, you know, we want to promote. We want to play shows. We were Mm -hmm. doing like out of state gigs, out of town gigs, out of country gigs like we were we were pushing like the first Green Giant. So, you know, obviously we're going to do the same thing with this one. This is a better record. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we just got kind of robbed of that opportunity. And now that the album's been out for a couple months, it's like. Do we still get that chance to do it? Like, of course we do it to some degree, but it doesn't have that like that newness to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. How did you guys meet? Because you said it was right around 2012. Uh, it might have been later than like that. 2014 so, or something. Through the record label, we were doing like a Wednesday event at this bar. Um, and like it was it was actually Mad Dukes. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He raps too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, he was hosting like a Wednesday night, like kind of party thing through our label. And, you know, they'd like spin like a alcohol wheel and shit. You pick like shots or whatever. So we were there like every Wednesday. We were kind of like local celebrities or whatever. And I would once in a while bust through and be like the host, like when he couldn't make it or whatever. I didn't like it. I wasn't it wasn't suited for me. You know what I mean? I'm not a very. I'm I'm kind of introverted. I'm not like a fucking like, yeah, let's party. Like, like, I like to party and shit, but like, I like to like just chill. You know what I mean? So anyways, so he just came to those all the time and he wanted to work with Dukes. He did a couple tracks to them. He always wanted to work with me. And like, eventually, like, you know, he just started coming to every show. I was promoting shows too at the time. So I'd bring in out of town acts that I knew from touring and stuff, give him a spot to rock pay everybody i'm one of the only promoters that like would pay people like fine like you can literally ask i always paid someone something you know what i mean like i would get the door money boom here's your cut like i'm not fucking like even if i left empty-handed like i made sure everyone got something right because they're giving their time oh yeah but like you would never comedy you you would never get that though before that you would never get that the people that put on shows they were never paying the performers ever even if they had like a sold out place, they would never do that. Oh, you're selling tickets. You make make $2 off a ticket. It's like, cool. Made like 40 bucks. Sweet. Between like three people. Yeah. Like, yeah, nah. But um, so, yeah, so we just met through there. He would just come to shows, come to all the gigs we were doing around, you know, and you guys have a great chemistry musically. That's what people say. That's what people say. Did you did you? So you just. Did you start like working together immediately? Like, or were you just doing shows? Um, so we did this track called Big Lebowski. And the like, one you're talking about throwing yeah. up in the shower. <laughs> yeah. But yo, it was a jam though. It was a bop. Like, it got a lot of play around here. And like, people knew it. They liked it. They're like, they're like, yo, you got punchlines. I'm like, yeah, dude, where you been? You know what I mean? Like, come on. And um, it just kind of clicked. And then the one day I was like, yo, CG's green. I'm giant, green giant. Like, duh. Like, how do you not do that? It's so yeah. smart. You know what I mean? So I just texted him like, yo, Green Giant. He's like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you, you, you've interviewed CG. You met him. He'll, yeah. he'll do that. He'll just be like, hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dude, I have to. Oh, my God. Shamil, I feel like you have to come in for this story. We went over CG's house yesterday and yeah. it was there was this. I don't even know how to describe 
the um collection not not even that the the craziness that happened outside of the house uh, while we were there i can only imagine <laughs> so we're standing in his driveway and the house on the other side just screaming yeah like bloody murder yeah. the entire conversation yeah. whatever then there's a security guy yeah. who comes up. He's like, I'm on an internship from Florida and I'm here to sell you security systems. And we're standing in the parking lot, fucking in the middle of a conversation. He's like, sorry to interrupt guys, but if I put an orange sign in your lawn, then we will pay the whole cost of your secure. Like you're going to rob this place. Oh like, my Oh my God. It, it was just, <laughs> if you, if you see the video for the coldest, if you watch early in the video or is it late in the video? I don't know. At some point you see this haggard, like white lady with like gross blondish hair. Like she's obviously a fucking crack whore. like clear as day. If you watch that in the video, that's like right around the corner. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to put him on blast. I love CG. <laughs> no, I, I'm not putting him on blast either. And he will understand how silly of a situation yeah. it was of this random dude in the middle. Why are you on an internship from Tampa, Florida? <laughs> Shamil, do you want to speak it? 100% true. Uh, it's a good internship. <laughs> I like that he, yeah, he flew from Tampa. Yeah, you fucked up, dude. You took the wrong internship. Why yeah, why are you going from Tampa to Buffalo? That's like yeah, I'm doing my internship in Mongolia. Uh, can't wait. It's great. That's like soldiers who go from fucking Vietnam to Korea. Oh god, I don't. Sure, I don't know what I want. That mean, I say sure to that. Edit it out. <laughs> next, uh, next. Uh, they don't all work. The jokes don't all work. So where were we at now? I want to talk about like this. You have this. D. It's like now it's. <laughs> yeah, I don't get to go. do the drops a lot. <laughs> now I have you to do it live. <laughs> do it's you, like a second language out here. Like everyone, boom, 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 boom. You could go down the street and just see someone and say that shit. And they're just like, they oh, understand. I got you. Yeah. I do. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why I love Buffalo so much, but I do just love fucking weirdos. But like, why? Like, I don't understand why I could go anywhere, but I just have chose to go to Buffalo twice. Yeah. I get to have amazing conversations. Yeah. I get to see art. I get to hear dope music. I We're fucking weirdos, man. We're also trapped inside for like seven months of the year. It's crazy. So I do you think? Yeah, it's the cold. Because if you look at like rap and especially like hard rap a lot of the northern cold cities like detroit detroit flint chicago buffalo even new york city it's like new it's like a certain thing when it's like cold and you have to fight for inside space same same with comics you gotta you know you're trapped in the house and you just you have time to yourself it's like you know it's like prison you just gotta like meditate and think and keep yourself sane and keep yourself busy and it's like if I lived in California where it's sunny and nice all day, I'm at the beach all day, dude. I'm not going to get any work done. Yeah. I'm going to be fucking off. Is that yeah. why you think Buffalo has like yeah. sky? That and we haven't had anything for years. You know what I mean? Like. There was nothing to take. 
So everyone, it was, and you know, what's crazy is because earlier, like years ago, it used to be very um, predatorial and like territorial and like, you know, so-and-so's got a gig. Oh, fuck that. We're doing a bigger gig, like across the street. Like, nah, we're taking, cause you know I mean? Your market's only so big. Right. Mm -hmm. So say I'm throwing a show. I've got me and like four other people, whatever. There's another faction that's trying to do the same thing, but like upping the ante and blowing out my resources and, you know, and the, the result of that is I have three people that show up to the show I'm promoting and they have fucking the rest of the crap. You know what I mean? Like it used to be very, very bad like that where they were like just very clicky and just people just weren't fucking with each other. And now it's like more unified than I can imagine. I don't I mean, it seems that way to me, at least, you know, like everyone's cooler now. Isn't that so like uh, it's like a duh like, yeah. oh, it wasn't working out when you guys were all at each other's throats. Right. It's working out now when you actually want to put people on. Right. It's so similar to comedy where it's like if you're a, if you're trying to be a cutthroat comedian, like fuck this guy for getting booked. Like uh, I'm going to you're yeah. not going to do it's, it's about the worst mind state. I just want to create a network of dope people that I can go anywhere that's I love it. That's all I want in life. I don't yeah. care about the listens. I don't care about anything other than can I have an amazing conversation and then have someone that I know. Fucking facts, man. Yeah, I'm all about that. The one exception. If you're whack, yo, if you're like really whack, like I, I can only do so much for you. <laughs> I, I do understand. And there's a lot of whack people out there, but well, like, I don't give them my attention. Well, that it goes back to what I was saying, dude. Fuck up so you get better, right? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't make a million great songs, you know. I made a bunch of wag songs, and I got fucking diss for it, and that's why I got better. You know what I mean? Like that's how it works. If you're not good, fucking work on it. Yeah. You know? Like it's it's not it's not a personal thing. Like you're just not there yet, and people have to realize like everyone, like not everyone, but people have this like sense that like they deserve more than what they earn right show it you know pay your dues you know what i mean like I, i'll go out and do whatever the fuck i want you know why i've been doing this shit forever and like can't nobody tell me i didn't do what i did you can't take anything from me and at the same time i don't give a fuck so i fucking got like diplomatic immunity in some in some form of fashion it's you know it's you became undeniable when right. you look at when i read tough stuff it's undeniable. Right. When I look up, when I go to Buffalo Kids and I see your mirror, it's undeniable. Facts. That's all. I, that's all you can. When you're like, oh, I deserve more. You're not undeniable. Right. Because if you're undeniable, then you deserve everything you get. That's yo. you hit the nail on the head right there. And at the same time, though, I'm still humble about shit. Like 100 that the whole point you know of I mean? success isn't talent it's time plus consistency right if you can be consistent over a long period of time yeah i've never missed an episode of this podcast i'm 70 something episodes Hell in yeah. there's episodes i hate i'm not i'm going to put them out because i'm staying consistent i don't miss right you wrote you could write a comic a month right you stay you do music you write this you're you drop one project for a little bit not to fuck off yeah to create something that your mind told you you needed to right like you're consistent 
Thanks, man. <laughs> consistent at kicking ass. That's going on my like fucking like gravestone or something. <laughs> consistent at kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna get buried though. I think I want to earn or like scatter my ashes somewhere cool, <laughs> or like mix want? it in ink. <laughs> Put it in a. No tattoos. Who? who, who? <laughs> Wait, it was a cool idea for a split second, and then I'm like, who the fuck would want you in their tattoo? Have you ever seen that movie? Um, oh, what is it? Antivirus or something? Antiviral or something? There's like this weird movie. It's not. It wasn't that good, but like these people buy celebrities like herpes, and like they're like <laughs> weird. <laughs> Yo, no. have you ever heard of this movie, Shamil? Nah, he's looking at me <laughs> he's like the man like, in the corner. Yo, you lost know. me just now. Yeah, so they buy. I'm just bip on here. I'm not even like so being they're serious. buying, but they'll buy like like literally like they'll buy like Lindsay Lohan's like herpes or something, and like they're like walking around with like a cold sore on their lip. Like, yeah, I got this. Like, it's like the new fad. <laughs> it's the new fashion, right? It's fucking weird. That is weird. Oh, why? Someone will fucking get their my ashes pink. Tattooed in them, maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of going I'm just off trying to... <laughs> <laughs> We're getting serious. Bro, you this. can't you can't do this. You can't open these doors in my brain because I don't know what's going on. All right. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, if you got yourself like painted into a mural, that it's would been be done dope. before. Oh, well then fuck it. Yeah. Throw Actually, your body into the ocean, you know, Osama bin Laden. Kiss did that shit. They're Kiss, alive. No, they they pricked their blood. And they put their blood in ink that went into a Kiss comic book back in the 70s. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, like, Kiss sucks, but that's a dope thing. My dad will be listening to this episode, and he loves Kiss. Their music. Come on, man. Justify their no, music. No, I'm just kidding. I'm no, he's, no, you're not. I mean, he won't be <laughs> mad, but he does love Kiss. But I love shitty. I love what I, I love rap that you probably would think is shit. Throw it at me. Do you even know like YNJ from Flint or like I love Playboy Cardi, I love Lil Uzi Vert, I love Moneybag Yo, I love Young Dolph, I love Yeah, I fuck with that shit. I like I just like all Young rap. Dolph is like the like southern like like new like the Memphis shit. Yeah, but he's like Yeah, I like that stuff. I dude, I like the same stuff but like older, like throughout the generations. Like who's your do you have a top three? No, don't ask me that. I like. <laughs> have you ever heard of Ghetto this is Mafia? My show. I'll ask you whatever <laughs> fucking questions I want. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever heard of Ghetto Mafia? No. Have you ever heard of Nacho Picasso? No. Uh, let's see. Not. Have you heard of Nacho Picasso or Ghetto Mafia? <laughs> Ghetto Mafia is like like late nineties, like Atlanta, like trap, like proto trap. Okay, so I was like, I know a lot of like the three six mafia, like yeah, the more like the Memphis style instead of Atlanta too. from the nineties, like, like uh, Koopa, fucking all that weird shit from Dude, that era. I'm all about it. Like, throw that stuff at me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people, I think I think people wouldn't expect me to like that kind of stuff. I wouldn't. Like, ninety eight cash money, ninety nine cash money. <sighs> Come on. So 400 good. degrees like Wayne and Westside are my what my two favorites. Yeah. Those okay. are my two Where? I don't not the best. those are my two favorite rappers. Yeah. I like dude, I like so much hip hop. Like Coogee rap. Yo, how dope is like Coogee rap has the best flow of all time. I I I want someone to debate me on that. Coogee rap, you say best flow of all time? Probably. Like when he comes in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he just oh, 
We were talking about that outside before you got here. That that album he did with Thirty Eight Special. He so fucking dope. held his uh, Thirty Eight Special. I mean, he's talking Thirty Eight Special. I'm talking Special. He's so dope. Yeah. Yeah. Son of G Rap. Yo, that's such a dope project. And they had Gibbs on there. Mayhem Loren. Like, come on. Uh, Do you have like um, art like dream artists to work with? That was a weird song. <laughs> that wasn't in the computer, everybody. That fucking, was your nose. Got a little boulder in there. So. <laughs> um, right now, I don't know. See, the thing is, I would pick someone that like no one ever heard of or like isn't popping. And like who? Like Nacho P. I could get Nacho P on a verse like easily. And I just don't like I don't think it would travel. You know what I mean? But he's so dope. Like. He's so fucking funny and yeah. his flows are insane. Um, you know, I've been a big fan of Rock Marciano forever, forever. I was thinking about this earlier. Like, yo, I've been fucking with Rock Marciano since Tony touches the peacemaker. You don't even know what I'm talking I have about. No idea. Yo, you never heard Tony touch the peacemaker? No, bro. Shout out my barriquas out there. Um, Tony touches legendary DJ. He used to make these mixtapes. He still does. Actually, I think he just dropped one like like last week. But anyways, so Rock Marcy used to fuck with Flip Mode Squad and Busta Rhymes, right? Yeah. They got a cut on He's one of He's still signed to Busta, I think. Is he? I don't know. But, man, I've been a fan. Actually, back in, like, whenever he dropped Marshburg, that wasn't a big hit, like, at all. I fuck with it back when it dropped, and, like, nobody was really fucking with it. Everyone was fucking with, like, Young Dro, Young Jock, all that bullshit, like, the Snap music and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that shit. I was fucking with fucking Mossberg. I used to rap over the pop instrumental like back in the day, like when that shit just came out and like, everyone's like, yo, what is this? I'm like, right. And I used to rap double time over it because I would I don't know. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to fucking impress everybody. You know what I mean? So I'm rapping double time over like the grimiest beats of all time. And nobody knows what the fuck I'm doing. I'm like, I'm on this. I got to be. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Was but, that always the sound in Buffalo? Was it always grimy? No. Um. OK, so. From what I remember, like Derringer, right? Derringer's been around forever. Derringer, before Griselda and all that shit, he was with a group called Pseudo Slang. And was he with Pseudo Slang? I don't know. If he wasn't with Pseudo Slang, he was producing for them. And they had like a very like jazzy, kind of like relaxed, like almost like a loungy vibe to mm-hmm. it. So he always had those kind of beats. Like, and that obviously evolved into like the Griselda sound. Yeah. But before it was with this group pseudo slang and like it was dope. You know, what I mean, undeniably dope to me. That was kind of like the sound of Buffalo, right? That like jazz loop and everyone kind of like worked off that mm-hmm. for the most part. Not everyone. You know what I mean? Not obviously everyone, but like the overall vibe was kind of like that kind of style. And like there was like DJ Cutler. He's more of a cut DJ, but he would kind of blend that stuff into his stuff, too. He would do like a mix of that and like funk little soul, but it always had like that, that jazz pocket, like as a highlight. So to me, before the Griselda shit hit, it was that, you know what I mean? And it kind of just stayed there for a while. And, you know, obviously Derringer stepped his game up, blasted that. And, you know, the rest is history. So for the most part, I would say it was that. And the other thing is, is I was in the Pittsburgh hip hop scene too, for many years. And I was there when Wiz started blowing up. Like I, did a show with Wiz before he dropped Black and Yellow. Really? It's, all right, I want to hear about that. <clears throat> and and Mac Miller. So 
because I was fans of them before they were big too. Like right. I saw them on tour before Black and Yellow dropped. Right. I saw Mac at tour before so, Blue Slide Park. So my homie used to run like uh, was it weekly? I think it was like every Saturday he would do like a showcase kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I, you know, I was just a young dude just trying to get it, you know. And I would just rap over like MF Doom beats, like the special herbs and shit, whatever. And then whatever beats I could find from other people. Anyways, um, so he had this like weekly joint and he was, he was his name was Basic Signics and he was cool with Wiz. And like we did some like weird show like out in like a big public park. Right. And Wiz was like Wiz was big. Like, yeah, he was big, but he hadn't blown up like he had a deal with I think it was Atlantic. But he didn't drop black and yellow. He had a song called Pittsburgh Sound. I remember that song. He's like driving around in like an Altima and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we could have made this this joint. You know what I mean? That's off the yeah. He's just standing in front of like the city. Mount shirtless. Washington. Yeah, yeah. Everyone shot in front of Mount Washington. Man, yeah. I have a video. <laughs> same spot. All that shit. So I did like a like a show in the park. You know, I was like, it was like you know probably twenty people on the showcase mm-hmm. or whatever. I was one of them. You know, but it's dope because like I could say that. You know what I mean? And I saw that scene blow the fuck up and I was in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. In it. And I was like, I was just getting started. It was like so fresh and I was out tagging and shit and fucking like, dude, I was just so immersed in it. All I did was fucking smoke blunts and fucking tag fucking whatever and rap. And I was like, good. And I was getting traction. Like people were like hitting me up for features and stuff. I'm like 18. Don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It was dope. And then, you know, Wiz blew up. His like Rostrum Records blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was familiar with Mac. I may have done like, I don't know, like a coffee shop or lounge yeah, like thing with him. Yeah. But I actually ended up opening him, opening up for him in Buffalo, and it was terrible. <laughs> it was fucking bad. You want to talk about me talking about bombing? You want to yeah, talk about hear, bombing? Let's hear this. Okay. So there was a battle that was posted in Buffalo, right? So me and my dude Mike enter the battle. There's a bunch of other people. And the first round, you're allowed to like, you know who you're going to battle the first round, right? I fucking come up with the meanest bars ever. I destroy this dude. Turns out he's a dude named Spider the God, which I don't know. He's got some tracks that he put out recently with like Camouflage Monk. I murdered this dude. He's part of Struggle Cartel. By unanimous decision. It's just so funny. Yeah, he's part of Struggle Cartel. Oops. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> they don't they there's the footage from that battle has never been released and it's because the people that put it on had it out for me and they wouldn't show that. I fucking came with it and I had the crowd behind me and all this shit. Anyways, my dude Mike ends up winning the battle, right? Not only that, is his first his first round he has to battle the promoter's like best friend he murders him like mercilessly mind you before this we drank like a bottle of vodka between the two of us so we're fucking gassed we just go out there wasted and just fucking just start fucking killing people second my second round i eat it i just ate it i was like fucking overwhelmed i just wasn't it wasn't connecting my yeah. my boy ends up winning right Mind you, he destroyed the promoter's show. The prize for the winnings was like some money and the chance to open up for Mac Miller. So he wins it. My, my dude kills everyone. Kills fucking Dutch Black, who's like, at the time, like a very respected battle rapper. We're nobodies. You know what I mean? So we win. 
and he has no idea who Mac Miller is. I'm like, dude, like, take this seriously. Like, this is a good opportunity for you. He's fucking off, doesn't really pay attention, whatever. So we open and he just puts together like a whack set, dude, whack. He comes out, mind you, the promoter's boy that he like destroyed, like career mm-hmm. ending. He's out in the crowd with a bunch of people. So as soon as this guy comes out, you just hear, boo, oh. boo. I don't come out to the second song. The crowd's already against this dude, right? Man, this is tough. <laughs> and there's like 1,500 people there. This was like huge. Yeah. This was right when kids was popping off. And okay. uh, so I come out and man, it's just everyone. Like I might as well have just not showed up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They were already fucking like they didn't hear one word from me and they were just out. Dude, that's the only time I've ever bombed like like that. <laughs> and like, I never want to do that again. And I'm never like, you don't go into a, a battle unprepared. Yeah. But it was like, it was inner shady. It wasn't that we were bad. It was that that fucking asshole was in the crowd and he was pissed because we hurt his, like my boy killed his ego. He killed his career that night at the battle, like destroyed it. And that's why they don't have battles here anymore. I haven't seen like any battles here. And what am I going to do? Battle my friends? Yeah. I'm going to fucking hurt their feelings. They're going to hate me. That's why they don't do battles. I'm not going to take it on the chin. Like, I'm going to go like, yo, if, if you put me in a battle, like, we're not going to be friends. Yeah. You have to go. There. That's how I heard a friend's feeling doing a roast with him. Like oh, a come comedy on. Roast. A roast. But it's a battle. It's the same thing. It's like, I'm going <clears> to <throat> say the meanest, but funniest shit yeah. that I can think of. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. But battles, I mean. Dude, you're losing it in front of everybody. It's there's, the too much, there's too much. There's too much macho. It's too much macho bullshit in hip hop, though. I do understand that is yeah. that is the difference. Too is much. comedy is like joke, yeah. so you can still be like, oh, it's a joke. Yeah. But with rap, it is serious. Like I was talking to my boy um, Alibi, who's a who's a rapper too. He does a podcast too. He's with the the Ryan Show FM, something like that. Anyways, I was like, yo, like you ever make a song where you like express your feelings, like how you actually feel about something? It's like no. <laughs> 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 that's <it>. yeah yeah <laughs> but i feel like that's coming when we're talking about like oh like feelings rap is starting to get popular it is if you're like in that like wow oh, what's the dude's name who's the dude that who died juice world no the white dude Little boy peep. Oh, little peep. Little peep. If you're like on that little peep vibe, like, yeah, maybe Juice World vibe, be like, yeah, you can get away with that. But like, no, if you just came out with a track, like being like, yo, girl, I love you. Like, come on. Like, yeah, no. You just can't. You just can't. I've done it. That's why I know I bomb. That's why I don't do that. You anymore. learn from yeah, your mistakes. Yeah. Do you are you going to hit shows soon? Like, are you going to do you want to do show? You're going on tour with for you're going to different comic cons. Yes, I am for and, tough stuff. Yeah. And there's more. There's going to be more with that, too. It's just I'm waiting for the release dates because. Um, so tough stuff, you know, like maybe international at some point. Like, you do, do you have some date where you can it's going to. Um, for the Kickstarter people that backed me, that supported me, I love you. And you'll get the book in July, hopefully, I think. Dope. And, um, you know, maybe sometime in the fall, it might be everywhere. That's awesome. Dude, yeah. it's, it should be everywhere because it's undeniable. Thanks, it's, I think that's the word that, that I can That is the best, word for yeah. Undeniable. Ah! 
the fucking Pee Wee Herman more of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and then do you have any music coming? You said you have two albums. Yeah, there's going to be a project called Bad Giant. It's uh, me and my producer from this other group I was in called Mindset. His name is Badfish. So Badfish, Giant, Frigid, you know, Bad Giant. Um, we're just kind of playing with that. We're just chipping away at it. So. You're, you're focusing on this stuff right now. Uh, yeah, I got a lot going on. But no, I'm still making music. And um, I just can't. I just had a feature on CGology. Shout out CGology. Great album. Just came out last week. Um, there's other features. I don't know when they're all dropping. You know what I mean? I've been doing a lot of other features for other people. So you're going to get a little smattering of me here and there. But I don't sell verses. I mean, you. I'm very selective. Like, you know, I might do it. I might not. You know, yeah. I don't really care. I have nothing to prove at this point as far as like hip hop goes. Yeah. You're going to be jumping on your trampoline with your grills in. At 70 years old with all your comic, your your comic money. I'm going to have a fucking, <laughs> dude, I want to make a movie. All right. Like, I really do. That's the dream. A tough stuff movie. Probably. Or Volantis. Probably tough stuff. I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to close any doors. The universe is going to. And I have to do it. I have to end this podcast on this question. It's such a shitty one to end on. But have you done DMT? <laughs> <laughs> I've done salvia. My friend has a toad that secretes DMT. I just never scraped it and smoked it. It was a little, uh, I want to, I would. I mean, do I want to? I don't know if I want, I would. I'll try anything once for the most part. Cause you, you <laughs> mentioned it. Well, I mentioned it as a plot device. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was wondering because I mean, if, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I've done it. Well, yes, this is true. But also at the same time, I mean, Tough Stuff smokes crack, but I don't. <laughs> Catch me in the alleyway. <laughs> it was just you in a wig in the back of that music video by CG's house. You just were trying to divert the attention. <laughs> man, thank you so much for coming on. This was an amazing conversation. Let's go. My pleasure, man. This was Anytime. awesome. Yeah, awesome. Thank Do you, you. want to plug your social media? Your <sighs> Yeah. You know what sucks, man? Speaking of social media, I lost mine last year. I had to build everything back up. I lost like my history. Really? What happened? You fucking tell me, man. I don't know. You post Mark Zuckerberg on your story. Probably have a lot more followers. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, fuck art. (laughs) Fuck music. I'm I'm 50 or (laughs) fucking slamming the by 50 on the plan everywhere. Wow. What's up? On that note. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> on that on, note. <laughs> on Facebook, I'm Delgado Kevin. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I'm Solstice underscore art. On Twitter, I'm actually Frigid Giant. One word. Um, I've got a website. It's kevindelgado.co. Um, I probably should probably do a link to some shit. Yeah. Um, stream the. Yeah. Stream the. Fuck out of Green Giant 2 so I can buy a six pack with my earnings. All right. There's some great features on it. Tony Boy. Dude. Esoteric. Esoteric. Come on. I know, dude. When I saw, I mean, I love Tony Boy. But when I saw Esoteric and he kills that verse, he mentions my comics, dude. Like, it is crazy. That's a flex, dude. That is a flex. Like, and you know what's dope is we made that track while he was like fucking around with like a Doom record. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is history. You're part of history. Bro, come on. Come on. And also check out the Buffalo and Chase Skis is on there too. Shout out Jay Skis, former yeah. guest. And my man, I got to shout out Teapot and Alex Donati. They're also on there. And they're they're not as well known, but they should be because they're dope. They're dope as fuck. Check Teapot's them out so too. dope. I'll, I'll definitely listen to it. Yeah. If you, yeah. And go into Buffalo Kids. Check out your artwork. There's still yeah. prints, I think, that you can get of it when you're in the store. I think we need a Green Giant 3. You do need a Green Giant 3. I think we this need... This is a- one of the hardest album covers. Thanks. I love it. I, you should hire the guy that did it. He's, he's What's his name? Good, dude. He's, he's a good guy. I think there he may makes be... weird noises with his nose, but <laughs> there's no smoke crack. There's no septum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I gotta stop before I start sp- spilling all the secrets because I might have other shit up my sleeve that you guys aren't ready for. <laughs> don't snitch. No snitching. I don't snitch on myself. <laughs> Yo, if I ever got like locked up or like arrested or something. Like, I wouldn't say a fucking word. I would, like, yeah, no. I got pulled over before and I just. I got pulled over with. Oh, I, I probably shouldn't tell the story. No. I, <laughs> I almost got in big trouble and I could, but I would never snitch on a friend. Yo, I literally said nothing. And they're I got, like, I got out of it. They're like, the, you got to go. <laughs> that, for real. That's. Don't give them nothing. Yeah. That's that's the real fucking. That's the self help from this podcast. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. don't snitch. Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. You can't. They can't use anything against you if you just don't fucking give them anything. And if you, yeah. Simple. If you're really not doing, if you're just doing what you're supposed to be doing, nothing like you're sure. not hurting anyone. Sure. <laughs> everybody love everybody. Self-help podcast, everyone. Fucked up. <laughs> <laughs>